is the Healthy Free Life Show, where you're going to learn a new way to eat and live healthy for the glory of God. Hi, I'm Katrina. And I'm Chris, and we're on a mission to help you get healthy, ditch disease, lose weight, and find food freedom so you can fulfill your God-given purpose. So if you're ready to get healthy and free so that you can live that abundant life that you've been promised, then let's do the thing. I have a question for you. What is the metabolism? Yeah. Have you ever really stopped to think about that? What exactly is your metabolism? What does it do? What is it made of? In this episode, we're going to dive in to exactly what is the metabolism and what it's not. We're going to make sure you understand that the goal is not to have a fast metabolism and what really is the goal. And we're also going to be sharing with you exactly what the metabolism does. What's its job and why is it so important to our life? Because I know that if you're listening to this, you may desire to lose weight and be healthy. That's what I'm going to assume is why you're here is one of those two or both reasons. And in order for us to truly be healthy, in order for us to actually lose weight, we're going to have to tune into our metabolism, understand how it works and seek to bring health and balance to it. And the first step in doing that is understanding exactly what it is. And so let's go ahead and dive in. So we're going to dive in to all things metabolism and really dive into specifically metabolism 101, metabolism nuts and bolts, what it is and what it does. But before we do that, let's talk about some misconceptions that we see when it comes to metabolism, because usually people know they have a metabolism Mm -hmm. and usually the, the... The idea is I need a faster metabolism because I need to lose weight. So I have a slow metabolism. Maybe Mm -hmm. I have hypothyroid or I just can't seem to lose weight. So it's slow. So we just really need to dive in and talk about this misconception about fast versus slow metabolism and that we want a faster metabolism. So talk to us about that. Yeah. I mean, even uh, doctors have led people to think that we've had many students that have talked about that, you know, they've been diagnosed with something like a hypothyroid problem and they basically are told, well, you can just might as well forget about losing weight because your metabolism is so slow that there's, you know, you don't really have any hope, which is completely untrue because with proper diet, proper lifestyle, proper stress management, we have totally seen uh, many, many clients significantly change their metabolism in a way that they can lose weight, even if they have a diagnosis of something like hypothyroidism. But there's all kinds of research now, and it's really cool to watch that that researchers are really starting to realize that our, even our, just our thought process around how, you know, how our, ca- how our calories are burned, you know, cause really people understand that their metabolism probably has something to do with how many calories they're burning in a day, but how we've always been taught that basically the, the metabolism is really thought of as like a calculator where we've always been really, even a lot of all the research has really thought that we would just look at, okay, well, if our normal rate of how many calories we burn during the day is a certain amount. And then we say, okay, well now we're going to do a lot more movement. Let's just say, let's say we're just going to move our bodies a lot more. We're going to go for all kinds of walks and even we're going to do some exercise and we're just going to say, okay, well now all this extra movement is just going to add more calorie burn to, to our 
basal rate that we would normally have. And, you know, and even when you look at things on your exercise machines, where it talks about how many calories you're burned, you know, those things are now starting to, we're starting to realize through research, there's a researcher out of Duke by, by the name of Herman Ponzer. And he really started to, he's, he's actually blown up a lot of people's thought process on this because they'll actually study hunter gatherer tribes and the tribes themselves, they're moving all day long. They average a total of like 19,000, 20,000 steps in a day. Cause they're constantly moving, looking for food. And they're, they're still to this day, they're like modern kind of what they say, kind of hunter gatherers and what they're realizing. And when they check their, their, how many calories they're burning in a day, you would think that they're burning a massive amount more than what we do because we don't really do much movement for the average person, especially in America. And now they're, what they're actually realizing is that it's not additive. It's not, it doesn't add up. So basically you don't just kind of calculate it. So they're real they're showing now that they're amount of calories that they're burning out of the, in a day is actually about the same as what we do. So and how could that possibly be when they're moving so much? They're showing that that if you do things to try to speed up the metabolism with a lot of extra movement, things like that, or even, you know, there's a lot of supplements out there that can claim that they're going to, you're going to increase your metabolic rate. You're going to speed up your, your metabolism. What they're, what all this research is showing now is your body will just compensate and it'll actually downregulate things. So it actually restrain how many calories you're burning in other areas of your, just your overall system. So even though you're moving and exercising and doing all this stuff over time, your body will readjust and you'll actually start just burning the same amount as you were burning before, because it's starting to take away calories from other things of just bodily systems that you're doing, which can be good things. But at the end of the day, you're not really, we can't look at the metabolism as just a calculator. We can't just look at it as it is in the calories in calories out because it's so much more complex than that. And anything new that we do a lot of times will, that we think that will help stimulate our metabolism and speed it up. will just end up a lot of times either like say constraining, or it'll even cause you to start releasing hormones that'll cause you to, to eat more and make you more hungry. And then um, and then you'll just, if, if you did do anything that would have caused a calorie deficit, it'll just end up causing you to eat more. And then you'll just actually come back to balance again because our body and our metabolism likes to be back in balance. All right. So we are after a healthy metabolism, mm -hmm. one that is balanced and healthy. So now we have the question, what exactly is the metabolism then? If we don't want a faster one, like... Well, what is it actually? So tell us about the anatomy of mm -hmm. the metabolism. What is it made of? What is it? Right. Yeah. Well, again, again, it's metabolism is this mysterious thing that we know we have, but we really don't know at all what's even makes, makes up the metabolism. Well, it's a very complex system that incorporates things like your brain, things like your nervous system, things like your, what we call your endocrine system, which is your hormones. We're going to get into that all even breaking it down all the way down to the cellular level. Like we have 37 about most researchers say that like about 37 trillion cells in our body. So it goes from the top down all the way down to the cells. So 
where like we like to describe, because again, we don't, we don't want to get too complicated because, um, you know, the, the average person's not going to really understand. And, and most people don't even really understand really, truly the, all the complexities of the metabolism. So we like to use analogies to, uh, to make it a little more understandable. So the, the metabolism is, is really set up in multiple parts. So the, what we like to say is the command and control center of the metabolism is in your brain. Well, part of it is actually in your brain and part of it is just outside of your brain. That's part, those parts are called your hypothalamus and your pituitary. They're like, if, and we're going to use the analogy of a, of a jumbo jet. Okay. And if you would think who's in charge of the, of flying the jet, the pilot, and the co-pilot, right? So the hypothalamus is, is basically the pilot and the pituitary is the co-pilot. So they're sitting up there right near your brain in part is in your brain, parts out of your brain. So their job is to control the system. Well, parts. Now you have other parts of a, of a jet, right? So you have say engines. Well, we would like to say that one of the engines is your thyroid and the other engine is like your adrenals and your adrenals are just these little glands that are, that sit on top of your kidneys. So right off the bat, when you think about it, your brain is pretty far away from where your thyroid is. Your thyroid sits kind of in your throat area and then your adrenals sit all the way down on your kidneys, which most people know your kidneys are kind of down in your abdomen area. So, so right off the bat there, we've got, we've got, a co-pilot and a pilot. And then we've got two, two engines that are far away from the cockpit. Okay. And then you also have on a plane, you have like the rudder that kind of steers the plane. And we like to look at that as your reproductive organs. So females are your ovaries and men is your gonads. And their job is they kind of steer the plane. So you've got this interconnected system between your pilots and your engines and your rudder. So the question is, is how does, how would the, in the body, how would the, the pilot and the co-pilot actually communicate with those parts of the body? Well, those parts of the body are again, far away from that area. So one of the things it uses, it actually uses hormones to actually communicate. So we, we think of hormones as a, like an internal mailman. So they're actually sending signals from the co-pilot and the pilot, and they're sending little messages, uh, down like through your blood system to be able to tell your thyroid or your adrenals, your gonads, all these things that release hormones, what to do. So they're giving them a signal. And so basically the, the pilot and the co-pilot are in charge of controlling the whole system and they have, they use hormones to kind of connect those, those systems all together. And we also use nervous, we use nervous system impulses. So there's, you know, your nervous systems involved all in there too, but we use hormones. Hormones are really like messenger hormones that are messenger molecules that go and tell what the body is supposed to do. So in the, the, the pilot and the co-pilot is really their job is to now keep the plane flying and keep the plane basically flying straight. <laughs> so, and not crash, and not crashing, and not crash. Yes. So yeah. And that's, that's just a, a, a overly simplified way to think about the anatomy of how it works. Again, there's a lot more things that go into this, but that's kind of a structure that you can look at. Cause a lot of people have heard of the thyroid. They've heard of the adrenals. They've, they know they have ovaries and they know that those, those release hormones, but how does it all work together? And why does that like, people don't even realize that that's really a big piece of what the metabolism actually is. 
So let's talk about what exactly does the metabolism do? Like what's its main job in our body? Well, its main job is to really take in, as we take in food and our food is how we get our energy. So it's really a energy, what we like to say an energy management system. So it's taking in inventory of how much energy we're bringing in within food. And then it, it literally brings it all the way down to those, those 37 trillion cells. And then the, the cell's job is to use that energy that we're the food that we're bringing in for energy so that all the systems can do all the work that it needs to do. And you don't realize how much even just sustain, you know, how much energy it takes to even sustain life. Our brain uses a huge amount of energy just to sustain life. All these cells are doing things all underneath the surface while we're sleeping just to try to, um, to bring in energy, but then help take out like the waste products that our body doesn't need. So this is all happening behind the scenes. We always think that energy is really just about movement and exercise, but it, a lot of our, a huge portion of our metabolism is really based around just these cellular activities that our body's doing behind the scenes just to bring the food, the breaking down of the food we eat into energy. And then it's deciding because then it's really on like a supply and demand situation. So now it's like, well, how much energy are we bringing in versus how much energy are we, do we need to actually sustain life and how much activity are we doing? And then it's making decisions. And ultimately it's this deciding whether or not we're, are we going to burn the energy um, or are we actually going to store it for a rainy day? And that's really what our metabolism is doing on a minute by minute basis. So just really assessing and calculating mm-hmm. what energy we have available versus right. what energy is needed for these various activities. I'm sure right. it's going to prioritize right. where things go as well. Right. It's going to well, that's have what that. they're realizing is that at the end of the day, our body is going to, it's going to prioritize like life-saving things because our metabolism's really job ultimately is to keep us alive, but also then to, we'll talk about is to actually reproduce. So if, if it's sensing that we are using way too much energy for things like exercise or just how much movement you're doing in the day, and you're not bringing in enough calories and food or energy into the system, then it's going to actually compensate and regulate and bring things back so that at the end of the day, it wants to keep you alive. And that's really what our metabolism's job is, is that's what, how God designed us to actually, why we even have this whole system in, in place to begin with is to ultimately keep us, you know, keep us surviving and keep us reproducing and keeping us moving as humans. So then the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland, they're sitting there as the pilot and co-pilot up Mm -hmm. in and near our brain. And for a very good reason is to be near the brain, the brain is doing continuously assessing, mm-hmm. assessing internal and external environment, and then using that to communicate to the hypothalamus and pituitary mm-hmm. gland as to the current state of the environment. And right. so then what is then, let's talk about then how the metabolism then that those command centers really are measuring what? Right. They're, they're measuring stress. Right. And so in our last episode, episode number 41, we talked about stress and how to detox from stress with the rest habit, but we did begin to dive into the stress that our body is continuously um, experiencing 
potentially experiencing internal and external. And so that's what the brain is continuously right. measuring. Do we have enough food or not enough food? Do we, are we too cold? Are we too hot? Are we, are we stressed emotionally? Because mm-hmm. a perceived stress by our brain, even if it's not a real stress is still a stressor right. to the system. And so what is it that we like to call then the, um, the metabolism, like how would be a good way to even explain it? Right. Well, again, we like to, we like to use analogies. So one of the things we like to call it is we like to say it's a stress barometer, meaning it's, it's measuring the pressure into the system. And what's the pressure? The pressure is how much stress is on the system. And what it does is it will constantly then go back to look and say, okay, well, is our environment is are we are we under mental and emotional stress? Are we under like you said, like temperature stresses? Are we under internally uh, stressors, even things like illnesses? Um, and what we'll talk about a lot in future podcasts is the environment that we produce because of things like dieting. And what we don't really think about is dieting is a can can be if done improperly a huge stressor to the metabolism again because if we're thinking of our metabolism as a stress barometer and we don't really understand that the uh the extreme diets that we do on a you know we'll, we'll do them multiple times a year at times um how much that's putting stress on the system because the 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 system's job is to keep everything in balance. And it's, again, it's job is to keep you, it's like a survival software. It's job is to try to keep you alive. And then especially females metabolisms are even more stress sensitive. They have even more of a sensitive stress barometer because you guys, your job is to really have babies. And if the metabolism is stressed to a point where it doesn't feel like your body is in a good environment, if the environment's not, not, uh, healthy enough to be able to produce a, another person, then it's actually going to do things behind the scenes and it's going to cause you not to be able to be able to, or make it more difficult for you to be able to have a baby. So we like to say that it's, it's really just constantly, it's like a stress manager. It's constantly managing the stress from inside the stress from the outside. And it's making decisions on what to do. And ultimately, again, its job is to try to keep you alive and, the way I think we talked about this in the, in our podcast previously is that at the end of the day, no matter what kind of stress that's coming into the system, the barometer is going to sense that as what we like to say as is a starvation response. So your body, even if it's not technically starving, if it does, if it, even if it has plenty of food in the system, which we all do, we all have plenty of stored resources on our bodies known as our, as our fat cells, we have food and stores in our system. So we're not starving. We always will have food on board. Obviously there are people in in this world that do suffer from that, but us Westerners usually don't have that problem. So our metabolism will then at any form of stress will really revert back to like what we say is, is a starvation response. And then you will start to have those hormones, those little messenger uh, mailmen that'll go be sent out from the, the hypothalamus and the pituitary to really do things like force you to eat more to force you to, um, not only eat 
have more hunger, but also have more cravings and also help will, will actually cause you to actually be less motivated to do things like exercise or even move or even get up off the couch because it's trying to conserve. It's trying to keep you alive and it's sensing all those, all those stressors as a, like I said, as a starvation response. And we don't really understand that. We've never really been taught that as uh, just you know, we don't get this taught in school. We don't really, we're never taught about exactly how all this stuff works. It's uh, actually, I was just talking to my son, our son about different things that we learn in school. And we learn a lot of things like calculus and various things. And he was wondering, why do we learn these things? Uh, when we're, unless we're going to be an engineer, why do we need to know calculus? It's the same thing. Like how the metabolism works is really probably something that we should be taught in school. And, and unfortunately, even medicals, like, we, I'm a physical therapist. You are a registered nurse and a, and a health coach. And like our original education, we're never really, we've never been taught this stuff. We don't really, unless, unless you seek out this information, you really don't understand how this all works. And so if we are having a, a season of stress, whether internal, external stress that we're experiencing, and we find ourselves just wanting to sit on the couch, not do anything mm -hmm. and, and overeat that, we just need to bring some awareness right. that it's not because there's something necessarily wrong with us personally no. and our personality no, and our, lazy. we're not lazy. I think to just give ourselves a big like right, sigh some and some <laughs> grace right. and just say, you know what, let's look deeper. What exactly is going on here? And yeah. to determine what are the stressors that my body's under that might be creating this environment where I am hungry, I am craving, right. I have low energy. And our main job is to not speed up our metabolism. Our job is to have a healthy metabolism and, and help our bodies to bring balance to mm -hmm. our metabolism. So really here in this episode, we really wanted to give you a nice foundation of the metabolism, just basically anatomy and physiology of the metabolism. What is it? What does it do? And just a brief introduction into the importance of, of really bringing some health and balance to the metabolism and not overstressing it through our diet and lifestyle and just life in general that we lead. And so in future episodes, we're going to, going to be diving in exactly how to bring health healing and an even vibrancy to our metabolism so that it can help to do what it needs to do, which is one of the jobs potentially is to lose weight, is to bring some balance to our body where we're not having the over stored supply of energy where we can tap into that effectively, but it's not just going to be eat less, exercise more. That is not the solution. And we're going to be diving into exactly what the solutions are in future episodes. So we look forward to educating you on the metabolism and helping you to understand exactly what it's going to take to bring some health and healing to it as well. But listen, you don't have to wait until our future episodes. You can actually get started right away. So if you go to kit.healthyfreelife.com, again, kit healthyfreelife.com and just go check out our Healthy for Life starter kit where you can get the first five steps to start your journey to a healthy free life and get started right away to bring in some health to that metabolism. And now let me share the wise words of Solomon in Proverbs 4 verse 7. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Though it cost all you have, get understanding. Until next time, bye for now.